Welcome back to another yeah. episode, Proof Beyond Reason, Proof episode beyond 29. Reason, number yeah. 29. We're about to near 30 soon. Next episode's 30. Wow, that's a milestone. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. We're getting out of our teen year, or well, not our teen year, our 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. When you make it like a midlife crisis decision, it, what are we going to do? It feels like a midlife crisis. So G's been here since <laughs> three weeks ago. We haven't <laughs> recorded in two yeah. weeks, and so I've been... Uh, sustaining G with chips and uh, <laughs> and and that plate of salsa, John. And the had plate of salsa. Uh, the the last time. So he's been here growing a beer, just hanging out in the garage, uh, and it seems to work for him. I, I don't know. His hair hasn't missed a, a beat. It's so. grown somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more black now. That's funny. Um, today we will be tackling the topic of laziness. Yeah. So I'll be lazy. You be lazy. We all be lazy sometimes. Um, but before we do that, uh, shout out of the week. Uh, so our shout shout outs of the week are people or companies or ministries or whatever that, uh, we want to recognize that are not affiliated with proof beyond reason. So they haven't necessarily giving us consent to shout them out, but we're shouting them out because we like what they're doing and we appreciate what they're doing. Um, so the shout out of this week is Loso. If you haven't checked out his uh, battle raps, check out, uh, go to YouTube, type in Loso Battle Rap. And uh, this man is is doing really, really well in the battle rap scene. Have you guys seen? Uh, I've seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to watch out, though, because uh, Loso, there's a UK rapper also with the same name. So. Really? Yeah. Is he a battle rapper, though? He's a battle and underground rapper, so he does a lot of political, though. So. Mm. Or try don't, Loso C H E. Try Loso C H E Battle Rap, um, and uh, and also this week K Alico, who used to be known as T Strike, uh, he's with God Over Money now, and he has his new music that Whoa. just came out. Um, you know, you met T Strike right before. No, but I know who God Over Money is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know Strike. Yeah. So um, so shout out to K Alico is his new name, um, formerly known as T Strike. He's doing good. Oh, for himself I know, as well. I yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, doing really well for himself. Music sounds good. I mean, doing really well. Uh, so that two shout outs of the week. How about that? We gave him two. Um so laziness, my boys. Laziness. You guys uh I know y'all been been some lazy cat. This dude not shaving, not leaving my garage, just you know, <laughs> hanging out or whatever. Um so what do you got? What do you got? All right. I want to start it off with the article by a CNN that was written on 2017, close to the end of April. And this was written by Heather Long April. That's her name as well. Funny to mention that. But um, Americans have become lazy, argues economist Tyler Cohen. They don't start business as much as they once did. They don't move as often as they used to. And they live in neighborhoods that are about as segregated as they were in the 1960s. All of this is causing the U.S. to stagnate economically and politically cohen says in his new book growth is far slower than it was in 1960s 70s and 80 productivity growth is way down despite everyone claiming they are working hard innovation is painful that's why we don't do more of it cohen professor of economics his book makes the case that all of the upheavals of 1960s and 70s caused people to strive for safety and the status quo of the decades after that just look how and he quotes just look at how people bring up children today Often they won't even let children go outside because of technology. Mm. And I know for the last one with children, we the temptation is 
to play a, a movie or something and let the kid be raised by the television. iPad. The kids now, yeah. they know about iPads. Yeah. So my two-year-old niece, like literally, I can get home from work and my mom will be taking care of her. And as soon as I was like, oh, hey, how belly, how are you doing? She'll just be on YouTube. And if you don't remove that phone, she will not say yeah. hi to you. Yeah, my daughter's into Paw Patrol. <laughs> so if you go if you go up to her and you go, zoom, zoom, she's like, Paw Patrol. Like, that's her <laughs> thing. And, uh, the, I mean, the downside to that is the temptation to just throw on mm -hmm. movies or television. And then they just like, you know, they just doze off on You could do your own entertainment. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... It makes it gives a parent an incentive to get things done because I know it's tough, you mm -hmm. know, when you're with the baby al alone and you got to wash dishes and you got to do laundry um, or, you know, just an array of other things. But sometimes you do it because you want your you time. So you end up on YouTube, Facebook, mm -hmm. and, and there's a lack of productivity uh, on your side. And now that's rubbing off on the kid. Now the kid's being raised by you don't know what content is being distributed on that thing so um it's like everything is taking a little bit longer like um <laughs> I, I don't want to be so disgusting or anything like that but it's like when you use the bathroom i don't know about you but like most people nowadays is on their phones and that <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now be chilling on the so toilet like, yeah like now our toilet time has increased dramatically <laughs> to like 30 40 minutes when your legs go numb then you're like uh, i think it's about time you know but it, it's the reality right right like right. our pro productivity is like decreasing with technology almost like you know i mean one thing to note as well something i've seen a lot uh increase as of late is uh uber eats i don't know if you guys are oh, familiar yeah, with uber yeah. eats every time i go over to one of my friends house the first thing he says is like hey you want to get some food and it's like getting food is basically just dialing uber eats and food comes to us we don't have to go outside or anything oh groceries you now you know you dial groceries Amazon, and right yeah, yeah and they deliver it to your door uh i know we we have diapers and and other things delivered here which you know i i can see there's there's time saving in a lot of those things so there's activities that you save time and like you don't have to go to the bank anymore you just mm -hmm. take a picture of your check you know if you get checks right or a take card. a picture of it and then, you know, that's how you deposit or you can do transfers, wire transfers, investments, all that stuff. You do it on your phone. Uh, so it prevents you from actually having to travel to the bank. And so in essence, you can be more productive. But the reality is that there's more time. There's more free time. What are we filling that time with is the question. Mm -hmm. And we're filling the time with social media. Yep. Right. Cable people who are subscribing to cable has gone significantly down and I, I wouldn't be surprised in the next 10 years cable companies are obsolete yep um, the companies themselves probably won't be obsolete they'll evolve if they're smart but uh, but the, the need for a cable service will be no more but now we're spending all that time on YouTube and Facebook and snapchat and LinkedIn and just mindless sometimes just Scroll, yeah. scroll, 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 scroll. It's scroll. like uh, people that say, I don't watch TV anymore. Like me, I don't really watch. Uh, well, I watch TV now, but now it's all on-demand type stuff. Yep. Like, like uh, Netflix. And yep. Netflix and stuff like that. So uh, back in the day, it was more, okay, I'm going to turn on this TV every single Friday, TGIF. You know, uh, you remember the shows that came <laughs> on TGIF? <laughs> yeah, f uh, Family Matters, <laughs> right? Uh, step by Step and That's stuff like true, that. That's true, yeah. But uh, we, you know things to anticipate and stuff but uh -huh. now everything is more okay i'm gonna 
Like yesterday, I just got into Game of Thrones. It's a horrible show. but Oh, uh, my Lord. Pray uh, for your boy. Pray for me. But uh, I, I saw like four episodes yesterday, but each one is an, uh, four, an hour. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, it's 1130. I should have been, you know, <laughs> I need to go to sleep, you know. But um, One more episode. <laughs> one, one more episode. And it's the thing we say, but it's like, it's like uh, and then we have the nerve later to say, oh, I'm so tired for work or yep. – Oh, <laughs> man, what, what's wrong with me? Or so your productivity at work goes down because you don't have that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm okay at work, yeah, but, you know, you but All right. yeah, well, maybe I could be more productive. Yeah, exactly. You, know, like, you could be more productive. You probably could be have a better attitude, right? I'll maybe. have a great attitude. You, you, he thinks that, right? <laughs> but when he's tired and people want to talk to him, he's Nothing. like, right? <laughs> 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 Humility, humilified. Um, yeah, you know, all, all that. all that's legit. Four hours. Dang. Yeah, four. I mean, that's just four episodes. I mean, I started like a seven or whatever, you know, four, seven, eight, whatever, you know. But it's like a little time warp, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like no longer it's just one, two. I'm out. It's like boom, like we get caught up sometimes. Like, and and for me, it's right now. It's just you know that show. Uh, but you guys fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Whatever it, it is, is like, yeah, oh, it's just a huge thing. Game. I mean, I'm not as active as I was before, but I remember coming home from school or, or just uh, late night, and I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to just do uh, a MMO, if you guys are not familiar. It's like World of Warcraft, that type of thing, where it's just I'm going to play for an hour. And then all of a sudden, they started doing this thing now where you see in the bottom left corner, it says, you have played for six hours. Do you want to continue? Wow. <laughs> And I'm just going like, oh, I'm just ignore that. And then it just still <laughs> goes again. You have played for 12 hours. Do you want to keep going? And 12 just, hours? That's it's like, oh, wild. okay. Well, I've, done, I've done that before. Okay, Netflix will yeah. give you a little, you know, yeah. warning if you if oh. you're, if you're you haven't touched it in a while. Oh, yeah. Are you still watching? It's like three episodes later and you're like, yeah, you get mad. <laughs> Are you still alive? Yeah, you get upset. <laughs> you're like, yo, of course I'm still watching, fam. Like, why? <laughs> you better continue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That should be a huge wake-up call, though. Like, spending so much time on that. And yet we can still consider it productive. We're losing like track of everything. We could be doing something else. I mean, uh, I think it's in Ephesians. Paul says uh, in, in, in so many words, he says, uh, be mindful of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a limited time. Uh, be mindful of it. Um, and my wife and I had, had a conversation about uh, investment. So financial investment, what that looks like, and and spending money in a way that we can get a return. Find things that we find pleasing to us, but how do we turn that around to get a return on our investment? Mm-hmm. So if it's a computer, well, we're purchasing the, purchasing the computer for the purposes of X, and that will produce some kind of return, mm-hmm. whether it's monetary return or some kind of productivity that will eventually turn into um, – uh, an investment well spent, right? Uh, so I bought this laptop, and you were there when I bought it. It's turning out to be a decent return on investment because we're doing things like this on it. We're, um, you know, I've been able to do a lot of other things using that platform. So uh, it's proven to be a good re- uh, return on investment. I'm hoping we'll see that in the next few years. But, um, but that's what everything. Like, how are we spending our time? So our time is something we can't get back. We can get back money, right? So I can, after work, instead of coming here, I can get a job at 7-Eleven. I get a job at a retail store and make some kind of money to make up for any loss that I have. But time, you can't. 
get back. We can be very productive in our day and yet still four, five, six hours we can throw out and there's no return on that. We've, we've given it over to something in which we will not get a return. And so we have to like sit down and really think, what items am I investing in? Am I investing in uh, my daughter? Okay, I'm spending time with my daughter, but in what am I spending time with her? Is she learning? Is our relationship growing? Is what, you know, what is the, the particulars of that time spent? Because it could be one thing where you're just sitting, sitting down watching a movie, and that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, on occasion. But if it becomes the only activity you do, you're not actually investing time in this individual because you're not getting return from that. So if I'm sitting down and teaching, instructing, guiding, taking, nourishing, um, uh, speaking to, listening, those are investments that you're making in this individual. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm taking those four hours to read, I'm investing in myself for knowledge so that I'm more productive at work, so that I have more knowledge of, of the, f the, the accounting industry, or I have more knowledge in graphics or management. And so because I've taken an hour of those four hours that I have after work before I have to go to sleep, I've taken an hour, 30 minutes to invest because I want a return, and I'm going to immediately apply that. Mm -hmm. I think when we start to use our our thoughts in that way, I think we have a different, you know, it's like a different way of thinking of, uh, 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 of relating to what we're doing. You know, I'm spending my time this way. I'm spending my money this way. I'm, uh, I'm using my phone in this way, right? I spend all this money on a phone, but all I'm doing is social media. Is that a real investment of my time? Is the social media bringing a return? Am I getting paid for my social media activities? If I'm not getting paid or if it's not pushing uh, uh, a project that I'm doing or there's not, if there's not a real return, I, I need not be on that because it's not beneficial. It's actually doing the opposite. It's draining me. Instead of, it, uh, instead of me being like a, a bucket or a cup, right, instead of my cup being filled, I'm draining it every day, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. My knowledge goes away because I haven't refreshed my knowledge. I'm just doing the same thing all over again. I'm draining, I'm draining, I'm draining. My, my, my children, my wife, there's no investment of time and interaction, so I'm just draining the relationship until it's empty. There's no more. I mean, what I've noticed as of late is we've become a people of procrastination a lot. So we'll say I'm going to do the laundry. That laundry basket will be sitting there for the whole week. Oh, my Lord. And you'll say Don't get I'll, me started. I'll get to it eventually. And you won't, not, you won't do it until finally the laundry is like, literally piled up like bothering you is that the clean laundry or dirty laundry now it can intermix now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just few like yeah smell the clothes like, <laughs> like is this clean i don't know if, if any other like <laughs> culture has this or anything but a lot of hispanics do they they call what you um well we call it the chair the chair is a place in your room where it just oh, piles yeah. up anything slash everything and that won't be cleaned until you have your grandma visiting from your country or something, yeah, or you have up. family members or friends coming over. So that will always be there. Mine's is the total gym. If I don't, if I'm not using the total gym, like after a few days, it's like you, oh can't, you can't see yeah, the total I'm gym. Like, Do I, what is this thing? <laughs> but uh, for me, I've noticed it's more not necessarily a procrastination, but it's a lack of drive. 
So we we talked about it before, saying that we're like the microwave generation, mm. where we want things done instantly. Now, when we don't see that progress, we usually turn into depression, anxiety. But it's because we don't have that initial drive. So we want to climb the mountain, but we don't want to take the steps. So in doing that, we start backing away from things because we're not seeing progress. Like for me, I would say I'm going to take an hour or two to write. I used to say that all the time. And then I would write an article or two on my blog. And then I'll just go back to social media. But then I started seeing and seeing articles, people talking about it, saying that you have to start cutting off social media so you can focus more on your writing. Consider it like a second job. So I was like, all right, I'm going to download this app that they recommended called uh, Cold Turkey. And I put it for 2030 to end. So it, from the time it's 2 o'clock in the morning until I would say, I think I put it for 12 hours, 2 p.m., it completely cuts off Amazon, Netflix, YouTube, every other site. I can't log into it at all whatsoever in any device. And then that literally has me, like, reanalyze what am I doing with my time. And as I continuously had it, like, well, I have it now for about a month, I see that I'm, like, lost. Like, the first week I was lost. I was like, what am I going to do? There's, like, nothing to do. I usually would go on Facebook. I would go on Instagram. But now it's, like, a reflection, like, I can go to read. I can, like, read. I can go out. I can go to a coffee shop. I can just hang out, go to the library, do things. And that's what we don't see is that drive, what's really pushing us. So then we start seeing it as, is it truly we don't want to do something or is it because we've started to idolize something else? It's like a video game. Like, you know, y when you're playing the video game, there's different levels and there's different rooms and there's coins you have to get. Mm -hmm. And as you are getting <laughs> the coins. What kind of video games you play? What, I don't play video games. Mario? I don't, I don't play video games. <laughs> right? It's been a long time, guys. It sounds like Mario. I don't play video games. <laughs> but whatever the video game is, whatever treasure it is, right, you get points. <laughs> so you see the points accumulate above the, the guy's head or whatever. Um, and that's life. <laughs> right? If you think about it, that's yeah. life. Like, as I'm going to the coffee shop that's experience for me to physically get out of my house interact with people mm -hmm. invest time in network. people network if that's what i'm doing or i'm going there to do work mm -hmm. to do homework to read to do to get take time away whatever whatever that circumstances but i like i love what's it called a cold, cold turkey cold turkey available in the app store and google play or Everywhere. whatever it's called and you can download it for your phone you know, uh, I think that we have um, everything with technology has made it easier for things to progress, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, us as individuals, we have learned to multitask in multiple things. And that kind of, in my opinion, has kind of created this, okay, now I multitask in so many different areas that you, like the productive the productivity level kind of drops. drops. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, um, back in the day, I had to wash clothes by the river, you know, and then and, and that took me six hours. And I, you know what I mean? Or I had to go hunt. I had to literally go get some food. I'm not talking about me because I never hunted. <laughs> <laughs> John definitely didn't hunt. But, but I'm saying like humanity, you know, guys would go, mm -hmm. they would get the animals, they would take all day, come back. You can even see like in some of the Amazon tribes and stuff that they spend all day outside. They go to sleep at 9 o'clock because they're so physically tired. They yep. wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and start the day over. But it's like this productivity. But can you imagine if those same Amazon people would 
have everything literally this new tool that um, would have like basically like a grocery market they didn't have to hunt so now you have everything well what took six hours previously now takes 25 minutes so now you have four five and a half hours extra so now what else can I do and then it just progressively gets uh, uh, to this thing where we're just multitasking mm. you know and then it's like this overloading so it's kind of like we're overloading and multitasking and different things I'm on the phone driving I'm over here you know doing this I'm doing this 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 but because we can fit more in we can fit more in but it's almost like it overloads you so a lot of times you don't think about like we all have this cons like we know about these things right we know that man, I should be thinking those thoughts. And the, the reality is we all kind of get sucked in at one point of our lives. Like we all, I guarantee you, 100% of the people watching us, everybody has been guilty of laziness at one point mm -hmm. in their lives. Oh, man, I work so hard. I just want to have, we call it the lazy day, right? I just want to do nothing, just watch netflix or hulu or whatever and and just chill and do nothing and that day is like oh okay but you the, know it's because yeah. we have overloaded ourselves that we feel like we need that or the day becomes not just a day now it becomes every day and, yeah it becomes every week it becomes every weekend it becomes that's where it's dangerous you know the occasional yeah. once a month once a quarter or something like that where where you're taking your vacation and everyone's just yeah. like lazy on the couch ordering food and just kind of chilling that's, that's one thing that's yeah that's, that's one thing but then when it's every week every weekend every day after work and oh my goodness or before work or you don't go to work because you want to just mm -hmm. i'm not gonna go i'm gonna pretend i'm saying i'm calling in six so i can watch the rest of game of thrones like that's yeah. that's that's serious serious problem mm -hmm. that's a serious problem um you know the what do you think is so i think yeah, in part, the multitasking, so just kind of get back to a previous thought I had. S th now, the research has shown that multitasking is, n is fake, is not real. Mm. Multitasking yep. is a, is a, is a made-up term that doesn't actually exist. So the way our brain works one is that, yeah, our brain actually does one thing at a time, but we can choose not to bring it to completion and then run to something else. So if I'm playing with this cup here, I can simultaneously play with my phone, but my brain, even though it looks like I'm doing two things at once. It'll get confused. Yeah, my time. brain is really only focusing more attention on one than the other. So I'm actually only, only proficient in one mm -hmm. at a time. And in leadership training, uh, I took this leadership seminar, and it talks about the mindful leader. Mm -hmm. And for someone to be a mindful leader the speaker was saying that you have to be all there. Yep. You have to be all present. If you're going to be in front of an employee, multitasking is fake. So you don't want to be on email on your phone. I want to talk about all these different. You're all there with that employee, investing time in that employee. When you are, when you're working on a project, it's not checking emails and doing this and doing all that. It's it's taking that moment to f to focus in on what you're doing so you can do it excellent. And then you can move on to the next you thing. You tackle one thing at a time until you find a solution. Correct. Correct. And so, but our, our culture, our work culture, our school culture endorses this idea that we can do multiple things at a time. And again, you, we can physically juggle a couple of things at a time, but you won't be proficient and excellent in any of those things. Yep. So that's why we're 
we're kind of where we are. It's funny because we call uh, sorry. Uh, Bruce Lee said something like that actually. Um, when they asked him about uh, what's the best style of martial arts, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he was like, "You can learn a thousand techniques, but practice or or go to the guy that's just practiced a punch a thousand times, and who's the one that's gonna like be more effective? It's gonna be the guy that's practiced one, like the same punch one thousand times, than doing like a thousand techniques." Yeah, I mean, and I can see that in martial arts in general. Um, even you need three moves? Even three in moves? Well, yeah, according to uh, Grandmaster Art Bynes uh, out of New Jersey, Art Bynes Karate, he told me um, that if you master four to five moves, master four or five moves, not be proficient in four or five, master four or five moves, you could be world champion. And he was um, – he was – he was, I, I want to say he was world uh, heavyweight kickboxing champion in one of those leagues, uh, and he proved it, right? Um, and you look at Chuck Norris, he had, if you watch his fights, he had five, six moves, world champion. You wa- look at uh, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, was that Chung Lee? Remember he had? Yeah, <laughs> Chung Lee, yeah, he had like five moves. You could, you, yeah. you could predict it, too. It you looked like it. three moves because yeah. it was the same thing. But he nailed yeah. it every time, mastered it. Yeah. You look at Floyd Mayweather. Three moves, four moves, five moves. The hook, you know, the the framing, the 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 uh, the straight right, mm-hmm. you know, the holding. Like he does the same moves, but he's mastered in a way no one else is, has, and he's focused on those. And that's it, world champion forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. So it was, it's kind of like back to the multitasking, and it kind of goes into what we were talking about now. But uh, in the Bible, it describes, um, I think in the Proverbs, it says a sluggard puts his hands to like a candy dish, right? And it's so yeah. lazy that he doesn't even bring it back to his mouth. So what does that mean? That's kind of like a person that starts something but doesn't have the capability to finish mm-hmm. it. So when you're thinking about multitasking, you're thinking about all these things, it's like, yeah, we call that productivity because now we're more busier, but we're not necessarily more productive because we're starting one thing. I'm on the phone, but I'm never proficient. I, n- I start to email, but then I'm over here cooking. I'm doing this, but I – and it, it takes like – it's like the proficiency goes down, but we call it, I'm so tired. I, I put in work today. We want to do you, so much. But you, you, you really didn't put in work. Like There's it, nothing to show for. You should have detailed that kitchen first, and then you should have done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it kind of reminds me of that. Like the sluggard in the Bible puts his hand to the candy dish, but is so lazy that he cannot even finish the yeah. task to put it in his mouth. Proverbs 26.15, it says, a sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it to his mouth. Dang, think about it. That's crazy. That's I know it's metaphorical, but think about the dude who's just like his hands in the dish. He's, he's metaphorical like, slash <laughs> physical. <laughs> I can't do it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean we see that type of thing where uh those documentaries on like I forget the channels, but the people that are like increasingly overweight that they pay someone to bring them food that they can't even do anything themselves. What's it called? Uber Eats? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Uber Eats. No. Um, Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, Sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look but find nothing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, there was work to be done so that you can get the harvest. Mm-hmm. I mean, now when the harvest time has come, you didn't put in the work, so there's going to be no harvest. And I think that goes back to your point. Uh, when that article where it says that we are we do less to make businesses right mm-hmm. we're doing we're doing less and, and I think part of that comes from the fear of failure 
or we're fe- like we don't take the risk we right. fear change that's the p- major problem that i keep seeing that you say oh um or we become tolerant like you you'll stay in the same job for seven years and you'll be like oh i'm just doing this i feel comfortable in doing this i can just go to work get home watch my favorite show and then go to sleep and start the same cycle again when yet you had envisioned before that you were going to work for only a year or two then have enough money to start your own business and then continue on i think uh if you look back if i look back at like society um be way before my time but they usually they were immigrants you know coming from another country they had nothing to lose and it's like one of these things that these people come to america to start businesses start all this new life but there there was no fear because what could you do to me you mm-hmm. know what i mean i'm already i'm already starting from school there's no sure. fear but it's kind of like society portrays the modern society is like everything is so comfortable it's so through adversity really a lot of maybe motivation might come out of you know what i mean so yeah a lot of times we might be too comfortable in situations that you know it's kind of like that spoiled child or that person that gets everything mm. you know yep. it's like they never learn how to fish themselves you know? that's true that's true there's this website uh it's called <laughs> it's called why am i lazy.com <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> so it says what causes laziness uh, many people would like to think that it is caused by something external that they do not have control over. This then makes it easier for them to rationalize that they are not part of the root cause and therefore part of the solution. People want to look for a quick fix magic pill that can fix whatever it is uh, that they're having difficulty with. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. Now, it does mention that genetic disorders can cause a a sense of physical or even mental fatigue so in 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 spite of what we've been saying there are some legitimate reasons why maybe someone hasn't had the capability or at least feels as if they don't have the capability to pursue or push or be productive because they have disorders that they have to overcome even so it still requires us to overcome when we notice it, when we realize, man, I can't do what I'm not doing. I need to overcome it. So here it talks about genetics, chemicals, so a chemical imbalance, or um, or taking medication. Medication can cause us to be fatigued, lazy. Mm-hmm. We don't even realize what's going on. Uh, metabolism, so issues with your metabolism. But here the website focuses on what really causes laziness and there's a lot of what we talked about distractions um procrastination so thinking that you still have time and and you know whatever lifestyle issues so not eating the right foods and the foods causing your body to how much of of eating do you think is it's kind of like uh i guarantee you every single person that eats turkey on thanksgiving takes a nap after (laughs) why because it's like your body (laughs) shuts down right could it be the turkey? Could it be the it could extras? Be, there might be some type of chemical in that thing. Chemicals. There's chemicals. <laughs> I don't know. I but, think but it's the I'm bread s- and, uh, and no, the it's sweets. Just, you know, what I'm saying is it's the overload of everything. Yeah, it so it's like That's true. Your, your body's shutting down. You're, only your stomach is working. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
a lot of times we, we te probably tend to overeat and then we're, we wonder why like at three o'clock in the morning, we, we don't, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. We don't tend to overeat in America. We overeat. Yeah. We overeat. <laughs> and then we, we realize like, why do I need a, a coffee at 2 PM? Yeah. After to get through the rest of the day or something like that. Yeah. Then we become dependent on caffeine and then it's like these highs and low. It's like, wow, we're pumping every single day full of chemicals. Cause I'm going to say Aldi hooked me up. Well, hooked Mike up. And I destroyed yes. some chips. Yes. <laughs> the salsa. I don't know what it's called, but it's from Aldi's. Get yeah. that. That all natural salsa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good. But, yeah, lifestyle issues. So, like, sugar, sugary foods, candy. You're at work and just piling on the mm -hmm. Diet Coke and the candy or whatever it is. Um, so, those are some of the things that this outlines. But, but, it, but it puts us in a mental state where we feel we are unable to or we don't want to we cannot mm -hmm. so like going exercising you don't have to go to the gym right we don't the culture has kind of set us up to say we have to go to the gym that's that's the equivalent of exercising you don't ever have to go to the gym you can run for free you can you know there's yep. a stoplight just go to stoplight do pull-ups buy a little pull-up bar here do push-ups you know what i'm saying there's so many there's uh, so many things yeah you could do static exercises while walking to the mailbox like there's so many things we can do to get our physical fitness in but uh, i gotta drive all the way to the gym or uh, i gotta but that morning we spent about 45 minutes on youtube mm -hmm. come on 10 minutes working out change your life <laughs> 45 minutes watching Beyond Scared Straight <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Not so good, right? It doesn't do anything for us. Um, First 20 to 25 minutes of our day is on our phones. Yeah. Like it's not even checking our schedule, checking emails. It's literally on social media. Kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it's Daniel, where he's like, I pray in the morning. Or uh, Daniel or David, I'm not sure which one, but he's basically like his regimen of daily routine is I pray in the morning and then I pray in at night. So it's kind of like those two things. It's kind of like what is the first things we do is that we, boom, I'm on NBA, you know, like on YouTube <laughs> watching NBA clips. You know what I mean? Every you're like, oh, morning. man, that athlete, I have is that. So like, he's so physically superior than <laughs> everyone. <laughs> no, but it's crazy that uh, I don't watch, really don't watch games anymore, but I'll just watch like 10-minute uh -huh. clips. You know of the of the things. It's like my life is easier, but I'm watching five clips now. So you know, we're like, yeah. it's like. Well, you have a, a rapper Trip Lee. He suffers, and I think G, you probably know. I don't know if you know about it, but uh, he suffers from chronic fatigue. Like that's actual condition he has. And in one of his albums, he wrote a song about it, where he talks about that. You know, his body. Sh he's at at the time that he wrote the song. He's like he's in his twenties, and his body should be working way better than what it is. But he, but he can't. And, and people that I know who, who have worked very closely with him would say that it, it, right after the, his set on, on a, in a concert, right after his set, he's like in the back about to pass out, like physically just collapsing in the back. And, uh, or even before, to get motivated to even do sound check and all that, like to have to like hold him up to like get him to that place because he's battling with, with that chronic fatigue. Yet this man is a world-renowned hip-hop artist. Has a, he, he's a, an author. He's a, a, pastor. A, a pastor. He has a family. You know, someone who has a real condition, 
who has traveled the world, who has impacted millions. And every one of us in this room has been impacted by what he's done. And many people who are listening to this right now have listened to Tripoli either preaching or, or his albums. And he suffers from a real condition where it's easy for him to say, oh, I'm just not doing it today. I'm tired. It la- he could be lazy. Yep. He c- it's, it's not so much the physical condition. It's the mental state. It's the, it's the posture that we've put ourselves in to say, I can't, I won't, later, I'm scared. And that's what causes our laziness. Yep. It's comfort. It ultimately, it's idolatry. Mm-hmm. We like to be comfortable. We like to be in a place where we're provided for and we don't have to produce. We like going to the supermarket and going to Whole Foods and Walmart and not so much Walmart, but to go get food anywhere else. And we don't have to do it. We, you know, like you gave the example. I don't want to go hunting for six hours. Or like people now where uh, this is something we talked about in the conference call this morning where even though we're seeing numbers drop everywhere for every single mall or every retail store, period, it's because people don't want to wait like six hours walking around the mall getting that one shirt that they're looking for. They'd rather just order it from Amazon or order it from the website. So now what we're trying to do is like push online sales a bit more or like reach people and do like online sales. Right. Well. So like so like one of the strategies Walmart did was increase their online presence to where you can order and have it delivered to your local Walmart mm-hmm. and then you can go pick it up there instead of it coming <laughs> to your house. Or, or you whatever. can order it and have uh, some Uber driver come pick it up. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's true. Right. <laughs> or hire the kid yeah. next door and go pick it up. But, you know, there's strategies you have to do to keep up with the market. That's the market is – and it's efficient. And I can't lie. It's efficient. So how do I calculate the number of hours if I'm very efficient at work, if I can work my eight hours and then u- utilize the rest of my time, my weekend, as efficient as I can? Like actually planning out my day, planning out what my what – my, Friday night's going to look like, what my Saturday's going to look like, what my Sunday's going to look like. And not overload it with tasks, right? But say there are a few things I need to accomplish today, and I need to – so I know John commonly on the weekends, you know, washing his car and you getting his haircut and stuff. Those are, those are things that he's outlined to say these are things I need to get done on my day off. These are things that I want to get done. So these are the top three things. Regardless of what happens today, I cannot end the day without doing these three things mm-hmm. or these four things, whatever it is. But I would challenge everyone, everyone listening and the people here at this table, to, to spend more time, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes in your word, praying. How much better investment mm-hmm. do we have than to do that? I, I, I like to take weekly opportunities to learn new things and to train myself in my career so I can be as so I can ignite passion because you lose passion very easily when you're doing the same thing every day mm-hmm. but when you can read something new and apply it and gain knowledge and strategy like you you just you, you tend to to come to work a little more fueled how much do we need that with God's word yep. just to live we need 10 minutes 15 minutes a day in the morning wake up Boom, get in. Pick a book, <laughs> any book, Peter, whatever, Romans, just pick one. And just, here you go, I'm going to start one chapter, one piece. You can download, uh, I have here, 
and I've been doing it, and uh, it's been great for me. It's the U version Bible. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they have uh, they have free devotional plans. The so daily I, ones. Yeah. So I just did a 21 day leadership uh, lead like Jesus devotional, and literally you wake up. I wake up and my alarm. I put it to where it said uh, read. So I'm like, I'm looking at my alarm as I'm turning off. I'm like, okay, read. I'm like a robot. Okay, boom. And I go right into it. And that's the first thing I'm reading, looking at is I'm reading that devotional. Mm-hmm. And then I get up and I go and as, I, as I'm showering, I'm praying. Because I feel like that's like the best place. I don't know why. When I'm showering, it's like, it yo. That or the car. I begin the driving. ill revelations. Yeah. See, but you're cars driving, for you're driving worship, not that though. much. But see, cars for worship for me because it takes me like really? an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this man be like <laughs> multitasking. He's like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it, it, it's – and then you start off your day like that. And how much better investment for your family. For yourself, for your coworkers, for your friends, uh, and mo- mainly for your relationship with God, that you're investing that time to be on the same page as He is, because like our prayer life is not so much us requesting things from God so He can keep giving. It's so we are on the same wavelength as Him. God, align me with what You're doing. Like, I want to row in the same direction You're rowing. I tend to row in the opposite direction, and my life has all kinds of challenges. Even though I will face challenges and sufferings imminent, I want to row in the same direction as you, so help me get there. Reading your word every day, getting a devotional like that on you version. Go by, I don't know, Charles Spurgeon's morning, evening, uh, and, and, and the devotionals are short. And they're I think they have for free too, actually. They have PDF versions. You yeah. could buy one uh, online for like 10 bucks. And it's super thick. It's for the whole year. One morning, one evening. In total, might take you three minutes. But, I mean, even for that, uh, Christians sometimes suffer with laziness in the aspect where they'll say, uh, I'm waiting on God. Or uh, God's going to guide me to my future. Or his, I'll do his will eventually. But yet, God could be telling you, start this business or go read the word daily pray daily because we sometimes think oh i'll pray in the morning i'll pray in the night but yet prayer is consistent you could be talking and i could be praying right now saying bless my brothers and bless the people and everything like that right prayer accompanied with with some action Mm -hmm. so if it's you know god i'm wondering if you want me to start this ministry i'm going to pray but i have this leaning toward i might need to be i need may need to start this ministry so let me take some steps to learn what I need to learn or connect with people I need to connect with. And, God, if that's not the direction I need to go, then I'll go another direction. But there's an, there's an accompaniment with, with doing, right? It's not just, all right, God, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and wait until you knock yeah. on the door. Like, it doesn't work like that. Um, though in his sovereignty let me not say that right because in his sovereignty he can choose to knock on the door he yeah, can do whatever he wants that's also the rarity i mean he know, can do whatever he wants he right? can do whatever he wants right. but it's also kind of like as we move he moves with it's like this beautiful partnership you know i mean i feel like it's more so when you're having it in prayer god's already setting it in motion in your mind like that's when, what we, I, yeah. when we yeah. started doing or talking about the podcast it was mike having his own vision and then i have the vision and then we, like, fused it all together, and it was like, we should just do it. 
Like, we should just start the podcast yeah. and, like, where we are and right now. And it took a long it, – yeah. it wasn't like we did it overnight. Like, we talked about it for a minute. Minutes, and we, like, put it in prayer, yeah. talked about it. Yeah, and we, we talked about it. We planned it. I don't know. We t- we stopped talking for a little bit. We got back together, and then we just kind of – and it just it, – it ha- and as we were doing it, God, if it's not your will, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. Let's, let's see what happens. There were some challenges that came up. And not that we've achieved any level of whatever, but I think anyone listening – who is blessed by any amount of words that we are providing, that's a success. Yep. Even if it's one person that is listening whose life is radically transformed by the topics that we're discussing or not radically transformed, but it, it, you haven't been to church in years or they don't have access to a church. Like some of the people that are listening to us, maybe there's locations around them in which they don't have a, a church body to go to, but they listen to this to, f- to, to figure life out. And it's helping them. That's that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. How many people, I mean, think about it. How many people individually, just the people at this table, how many people are we investing in? Like, discipling. It's crazy because I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, I have uh, my one of my cousins and I chill with the guy. He's a, a new Christian. And uh, I started thinking about it. I was praying this morning. I was like, man, God, when was the last time I discipled somebody or had like, you know, because I, I hang out with him almost every week. And we've started doing Bible studies every Saturday with my family, um, which is good. But it's kind of like be a little more intentional. And I'm like, I'm thinking about that. But even for me, it's like if God didn't put that in my mind, it wouldn't even be on my radar. You know what I mean? And And it's. It's, you know, it's in God's time. So this is like perfect, yeah. like boom. And you, you offer, you offer, you know, hey, you know, I, I, what, it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be like, hey, I want to disciple you. What? You're going to do what to me? <laughs> Step one, wash my car. <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off, homie. You know, uh, that's, not the, that's not the point, right? It's, um, but it could even be a, a coworker. Right. That you're helping to grow into their career and you're just you're just being available to talk to them, to help guide them, to pray with them. And you're leading by example. But at some point, there has to be the plugging in of or the opportunity. If if you're even fearful, God, allow there to be a presentation of the gospel somehow. You know, even if I if you have those awkward conversations, you just kind of impose yourself. Here's the gospel. Boom. And then this person doesn't talk to you anymore. Um, and there's always going to be that one opportunity, no matter what it is. That's the that's the fun. Th- well, not the like the fun thing. Well, it is fun, but uh, like I would occasionally have conversations with one of my friends. He's like a very strong atheist. But every single opportunity, like uh, say for example, we had a discussion on Facebook where he was debating with someone else about uh, churches nowadays, the state of the church being mm. like a business. Yeah. So he was saying that. Oh, that should um, be one of our next topics. Sorry. So he was saying how uh, Christians, they don't really help people. And then I was I was telling him some church history saying how in Israel, the Pharaoh granted uh, the the priests like tax exemption at the time. But then that started dying out. And Mm -hmm. then there was taxation during the early church or there was uh, persecution. It didn't really change until Constantine or that was going on until you had the, the Roman Catholics. And then that separated with the Protestants, but that didn't really focus on tax exemption until 1777. And then he was just like, oh, it's funny you're saying this, all this. But as I'm saying it, I'm like showing him mm-hmm. that 
a true Christian will still help people mm. regardless of what it is right now. You have like stores or restaurants inside of a church, like a mega church, and they could just be looking for profit or people, but not really impacting the culture or impacting people and getting the message across. Mm. So there's always an opportunity. You just have to let God as well as you have to be mindful about the way you say things or present things as well. And, and, and you know, love people. Always love people. Yeah. Love people. There's that. I think it's in the fr- I think it's in first John that a person say he he loves God, but hates, hates his brother. Yep. It's not real. It's not real. You got to love. You got to love each other. He says that person is a liar. Yeah. And never. I never knew you. Like you, you have no part with me. Yeah. Is that in? Some, is that John. in the book of John? Or first John. First John. First John. It was like mm. uh, whoever says he loves his brother, but or who loves his brother is not in like the that. faith or something it's like that. Like faith. it's to yeah, it's like it's to like the extreme. radical. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't know me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Proverbs ten five. It says, "He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, uh, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son." And in Proverbs, Proverbs is really good for, for this topic because it does give practical things. And I'm, I'm just scrolling through here, and it talks about laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless go hungry. Um, it, it essentially, it equates lack of production or, or yeah, lack of, lack of effort, lack of work equals lack of harvest. So uh, it talks about you're going to be poor because you're not working. If you work... You're going to have enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> simple as that, right? It's just very simple. You work, you have money. You don't work, you're broke. I like the one from the deep sleep because it's a, it, to me it's almost like a progression. Mm. So it's like, okay, you were lazy that one day, progressed and progressed to the point where now you're in deep sleep. You know what I mean? Like laziness leads. It's like yeah. a pathway to a deep sleep yeah so mm-hmm. laziness if you put that like as in a stupor or like a uh, la- laziness prevents my spiritual walk as in me being in a deep sleep mm. spiritually or in a deep sleep uh sp- um, deep sleep at work mm. or deep you know what i'm saying so like laziness and its root is in the road to that's being true. on that that's true uh in ephesians 5 it brings up here um ephesians 5 which is what I referenced before. It says, be careful how you live, or in other translations, how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what God's will is. Dang. So if you want to sum it up, don't be lazy, because today is evil. The days are evil. So just be mindful of how you're spending your time. Because these days are, e- you got to be on alert. You got to be a soldier. You got to be working out. You got to be in your word. You got to be in prayer. Because these days are evil. And they want us to be unwise. They want us to be late. But when I think about that, I think about the days are evil. But it's really because the days are so evil that it, it's so easy to go on that road that is com- like that that road that everybody goes on. The broad road. The broad road, not the narrow road. It's very easy. So it's like a highway compared to like a little creek path. That's you know true. what I mean? A little creek but, with but rocks. But the reality is that that the days are evil. That it's so easy to get sucked into that 
highway of death. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's funny you're saying that because I remember I was going to uh, write uh, for, for part of my book. It's called Following the King, but it's it, I'm making it Christian-based. But I have a part like that where you have the broad road. There's a whole bunch of people going distracted by some grand kingdom that's off on the side. Yeah. And then you have the narrow path. And then upon the narrow path, you see uh, a lion. But the lion has two faces like a chimera. And then I referenced what it talks about that Satan roams around like a, a lion ready to devour. Yeah. And then I keep having it as you want the easy path or you want the path that actually you have to do stuff to actually get to where you want to go, like to the actual kingdom. That's good. I like to think about it in my mind was like I'm seeing like a, just a, a paved road versus a road where it's like by a creek and you got to like got your mountain climbing boots. But the it's hard. Chart. You don't want to hike. So you're like, man, I'd rather just be on this asphalt or this sandy beach that uh, low impact to my knees. I don't want to be on that. <laughs> I don't want to be on. When this. you hit I your thirties, <laughs> you absolutely start thinking about. <laughs> the moment you get Skechers out, I'm like, we're not friends. <laughs> if you got those, uh, <laughs> was those ones with the cushions and stuff, bro? I'll be like, bro. Uh, Yo, but I've tried them. They're so <laughs> comfortable, dude. Like it's uh, ridiculous. Dude, the moment you got hush puppies, bro, it's over, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, it says, um, yeah, in Ephesians 5, it says, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, this is from verse 11, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Isaiah 60. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of time, mm -hmm. because these days are evil. Don't be foolish. Don't be caught up in drunkenness and debauchery and so on and so forth. And it just talks about uh, singing spiritual hymns to God mm -hmm. and, and having communion with him in, in that way. Um, and we're all guilty of getting caught up in that. We're all guilty of deciding that I'm going to take that paved road, even if it's an hour, I'm going to take that paved road and... Um, you know, the, the road that, that, <laughs> that has high impact on your knees, <laughs> um, that's the road that is prayer. That's the road that is reading your word. That's the road that you, you, you're willing to say, you know, um, um, uh, I'm, I'm leaving work on time today because I need to spend time with my daughter. I'm leaving, uh, I'm taking some days off because I have available time off. Because I need to invest that time mm -hmm. in something else. Mm -hmm. I need Th to invest that time. That's the reality, though. Um, we need to face that it's not an easy road whatsoever. We, No matter what someone can say it is, like uh, if you do this or if you do X amount of things or if you invest a certain amount of cash or something like that, that we hear like prophetic, uh, not prophetic, but uh, prosperity gospels mm -hmm. being mentioned, it's not an easy road. You will have challenges. Your health might not be the best, like you talked about with Tripoli. Yeah. And, like, I've even seen in the past with my mother. My mother, like, I've had to go to the hospital every year with her. But yet she'll still, every Sunday in the morning, put on worship music as she's cleaning. Dope. Still praising God. Dope. So, uh, so yeah. So that's it. Get in your word. Um, you know, thank the Lord for grace. That in spite of all of our flaws and the fact that we do fall short every day, that all of us, are found 
in a place where we have exhibited procrastination, some form of laziness, uh, unwillingness, lack of confidence, fear, whatever it is, that in Christ we have been granted a position before God as his adopted children where in spite of the fact that we fall short, he still calls us his children. And we're not in a system in which we're having to earn our way uh, into his heart but that he's already given us all things so that we have a relationship with him. Now, in that relationship, grow. In that relationship, confirm your calling and your election. Mm -hmm. In that relationship, uh, seek after the kingdom of God so that all things can be granted to you. Uh, that's uh, our, our call to everyone. That's a call to myself. I'm, just, I'm speaking to myself right now. I'm not speaking to you. I'm not speaking to anyone. I'm talking to me um, and, uh, and these guys as well. So... Um, so just to wrap it up, uh, shout out once again, shout out the week, Loso. Check out Loso, C-H-E. Um, check out his battle rap, YouTube, his battle rap. Very, very uh, sound, uh, sound theology, uh, but really entertaining uh, battle rapper. Shout out to uh, K Alico, formerly known as, as uh, T-Strike, who's now with God Over Money. So check out his new work that's coming out and just signing out. So Mike the Baptist. Geology. J-Mo. Love you guys. Yeah.